Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, one more little announcement before we begin. Uh, in, in this episode, we used a little bit of coarse language. It was uh, part of the conversation, and uh, I'm just giving that little bit of extra warning. If you have kids, or if it you know it, it puts you out, then I just wanted to give you fair warning before the interview started. That's all. I pride myself on keeping interviews as natural as possible for the guests and the, the, rather than editing him or, or stifling him, I am just going to get the warning in the beginning of the interview and there you go. Take it as you will. Enjoy the interview. I'm not, I'm not far from New York. I'm uh, nice. north of Boston. I'm, I'm right ah, on the East Coast. Very nice. Very, yeah. very nice. And uh, we, yeah, we get New York's weather like maybe thirty minutes later. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of delayed reaction. <laughs> a little bit of a delay. Yeah. Yeah. The only the thing one. we didn't get is there uh, is the smoke from Canada. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, so many of the guys that I follow on Insta, I was just like, for fuck's sake, I wish I was out there. It looked incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Um, oh my god, you couldn't breathe, but. It made for. Some- I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Face mask on or something. I'm all about. I'm all about the shots. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, wear some scuba gear and you'll be all set. Yeah, man. Exactly. Get like a get a gas mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we practiced plenty for the during the pandemic. The, 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 yeah, exactly. Exactly. The park. Pretty, yeah, exactly, man. We're pretty. We're pretty well versed in it. I mean, if I can deal with a, if I can deal with a plane and all the monsters, I can, I can deal with New York and a smoke cloud for sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, joining me today is Cosmo. Cosmo is an amazing. Uh, you're a composer based in yeah. London and uh, a, a, an excellent musician. What the hell are you doing on the show today? <laughs> um, you tell me, man. I don't know. Um, I can't say no, I'm kidding. Really, it's uh, really depressing photos, which a couple <laughs> people seem to like. <laughs> you are uh, an excellent musician, but you're also an excellent street photographer. And you were recently interviewed for Fuji Love magazine. And I absolutely love your street photography. It is, uh, you, you have this great flair for combining your love of uh cinema uh that 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 is very prominent in your in your background with with music uh and bringing it to the the street photography level to that that sense of candidness and sense of drama uh you blend it effortlessly together at least for my eyes it's very effortless uh well amazing well, work man <laughs> oh man thank you very much for a lovely intro um yeah <laughs> i guess i sort of 
inadvertently do all the stuff that you just said that's very sweet of you to say um yeah what a lovely intro thank you very much for that um let's uh let's 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 talk about let's talk about my, <laughs> let's talk my about photos yeah man how um so, so how long have you been a musician and is this something that was uh that, that you started off right out of school or or like tell tell me about that and how photography came into play uh as as well yeah sure thing man so um it was it's quite i had sort of quite a funny uh route into all this stuff so i started making um i kind of started making music at school to sort of out of a um miss I, I was i was about sort of 15 16 and was listening to um a load of a load of dubstep stuff that was coming out from um the uk and i vainly they vainly thought that oh yeah I, I must be able to do this obviously started it was <laughs> was fucking terrible for ages but slowly started to get you know a little bit better and kind of started to um you know the people who you know inspired me to really really get into um into writing music started running a lot of my stuff on on their club nights on their radio shows and stuff like that end up meeting them as well lovely lovely people um and then kind of transitioned to making drum and bass which is a sort of different uh extremely violent type of music which is quite yeah. popular um over here in the uk um but then sort of had a bit of a I, I went to to study it at a place called point blank for a little bit and then i sort of had a little bit of a crisis because i was like um kind of realizing that making money in the whole sort of creative uh world is is not actually particularly easy so i, so I was kind of thinking like oh god how do i how do i sort of how do i you know how do i keep keep this going and keep uh, kind of myself out of the struggling artist kind of thing which i really really didn't which i really did not want to do so i ended up starting to um compose for media uh so i basically rescored a bunch of adverts and stuff like that and kind of started to um try and teach myself music theory i know absolutely nothing about it my 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 instrument is is the computer i'm like i'm so dyspraxic i can hardly play a keyboard properly like it's it's like it's i i'm i, I don't know i just sort of blagged it and then basically some advert companies thought that what i did was good and then i started getting work through them and then worked on a lot of stuff for big clients which um started to make me actually hate composing which is which is funny <laughs> so i kind of like I then started transitioning. Or I, I kind of was thinking about how I could, because I also make a lot of stock music, um, yeah. which is, you know, stuff for stuff for Shutterstock, which I which I love doing because you just have to make music for media in inverted commas, which is such a beautifully vague term. You can literally just make anything. So and then and then get paid for it as well, which which is great. So, uh, but it's it's like it's it's good money, but I live in London. It's very very expensive over here. I kind of wanted to expand into more stuff, and I also work in the film industry as a runner, or I was at this point in time. And I decided that I wanted to try and be a DIT, which um, I don't know if you, do you know what a D actually. Well, some anyone who might be listening to this might not know what that is. It's um, it's a digital imaging technician. So like someone, you're basically the guy who takes footage off of off of the cameras you color grade it you kind of quality check the work that the cinematographer is doing you know advise him if he's overexposing or focus puller's not kind of is, is missed focus etc Lo loads and loads of stuff it's, it's a massively complicated crazy world which i'm not going to go into but that leads on to how i ended up getting my first camera because i thought to myself i kind of wanted to you know try just taking my own photos and then teaching myself how to color grade them because that's a yeah. transferable skill for being a dip 
Um, and I, I didn't actually, I didn't actually really, when I first got the camera, I was like, I, I bought myself an XH1 and a 35 mil 1.4. And I was kind of like, shit, am I actually going to use this that much? But then I went to Canary Wharf, which is the kind of like, um, kind of banking district, lots of skyscrapers, quite kind of crazy, crazy setup, um, in, in London where I live. And I was like, oh, this is, this is fun. And I kind of got the bug for it there. And then it's just kind of gone from there. Started putting stuff up online, and people started liking it. And yeah, so it's kind you, of that's how I, that's how I got into it. Yeah, sorry, Gordon, what were you going to ask? Did you have any previous background in photography? Absolutely nothing. I uh, literally no idea how to use a camera before. I mean, I, I, this this is also. I mean, I'm not. I've not been shooting for that long. I've, I mean, I, I bought the camera uh, in December 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's the yeah, it's like less than two years. So I, I had absolutely no knowledge before, and absolutely none. That's amazing. Uh, and what drew you to uh, to to Fujifilm? Is it just happenstance, or or did anybody kind of guide you into that? Mm, well, I went. I mean, the the camera store guys. I I went in there, and obviously, I didn't want to spend um a a ton of money on this camera because the the dit who's training me a man who ironically actually has a very similar name to you he's called mark kozlovsky which is quite quite spooky um, oh very cool was, <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um he he was like i'll oh, buy a buy a sony a7 s3 and i was a bit like oh that's horrible like, person yeah awful awful <laughs> human just disgusting evil, <laughs> evil evil man um and those things are like oh there's like they're like two and a half grand aren't they they're Something expensive like cameras. They're yeah, good cameras, they're so, but they're expensive cameras. Yeah, there's so much money. And so I went in. I, I started looking at Fujifilm because a couple of guys on set had been saying, like, you know, they had a uh, guy with Smitty had like an XE, he had like an XE3 or something. And he said he absolutely yeah. loved it and it wasn't a ton of money. So I went in and this this camera store guy, really knowledgeable actually, he was, he was great. Um, he uh said there are these used cameras called XH1s. You know, they're, they're quite an old model at that time because I think they, they came out in like 2017 or something like that, wasn't it? And yeah, he, he said it's got all this stuff, which he was probably saying to me, and it was just all going straight over my head. But honestly, <laughs> I couldn't, I could not thank that guy enough. And anytime um someone reaches out to me on on Insta or whatever and asks like what my first camera should be, I'm always like XH1 any, any day, always say by the XH1. Nice. And what are you using now? XT5. XT5. I I I I shelled I shelled out. <laughs> That's threw all right. Down, man. Threw down some threw down some money. Um and it's it's awesome. It's really, really nice. So are you still using the 35 or did you upgrade to the 33? No, no. So I um I actually went down a slightly weird route. I um I use I use I use quite a few prime lenses actually. So I've got the I've got the Zeiss 32 mil. 1.8 yeah very interesting it's it's a it's a fucking sick lens I, I love it it's one of my favorites um and then i've got the 16 mil 1.4 23 mil 1.4 um then oh what else i got 56 mil 1.2 and then the 90 f2 very all kind of all actually all like old a lot of them kind of old lenses older lenses apart from the 90 mil that's quite a new one yeah but they give you a great variety of focal lengths exactly exactly and they and they image that you know the imaging on them is just amazing they look so good so when, when you got your xh1 uh and 35 mm. millimeter camera uh, did you just 
throw an odd auto and uh head on out or uh no no i d- oh i didn't i really didn't i looking looking back at some of the settings from from my first days out it is it is so funny man like i, I was i was trying to shoot like i was trying to shoot a skyscraper <laughs> In um in Canary Wharf, and I had this, and it's this. It was like pitch black, and I was, I was at f eight, <laughs> so, like, so my ISO was at like sixty four hundred, which is obviously just diabolically high, especially for especially for an APS C camera. Um, so I know I had absolutely no idea what I was doing the first few times I went out. I mean, I got I got some good stuff actually. Some of my favorite photos were um taken on my first few days out, but I kind of yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, but I kind of researched how to kind of configure the camera in a way that um made sense to me and i've now kind of got a workflow which very rarely misses which is really really good nice um, it's had a bit of a teething period of course hence the fa and pitch black kind of thing <laughs> uh, when uh so when you started out uh you're, you're walking around why why street photography what, what what drew you to that kind of genre of uh photography honestly because it's local to me i I, orig- I originally thought i was gonna be like a landscape photographer when i, I was i was thinking oh, i'd be nice to sort of go out of london taking the scenery you know go out with some friends but then i still realized I, I mean actually landscapes just personally to me i mean at the time i thought i don't know it's a bit boring but i think that's that was a slightly misguided view i'm now sort of kind of looking to do some of that stuff i mean i just bought a um I just bought a drone, which is going to help me um, do that. Except I, I just crashed it out of a five-story building in Berlin, so that's actually, <laughs> that's actually not not going to happen for a while. But um, I digress. Uh, <laughs> no, I um, it's just because it's lo- it was local to me because I live in London. So I just thought, what would be a cool place to shoot? And Canary Wharf was the first place that sprung to mind, and that's where I kind of got the bug for it. Um, and there's a couple of other places I go, but so yeah, it, it just it just kind of happened naturally, I suppose. There, there wasn't really as i said i knew nothing about photography before and like honestly the all the sort of if we're talking about my kind of origins and how i got into doing this it is all just me kind of blagging it and just thinking like oh you know oh that place is near me i'll go shoot there or oh this this looks all right on the lens even though it's probably totally wrong i'll just shoot it like that you know i, I didn't really have a clue it just kind of all happened quite organically i guess yeah and and then how was uh how was it after that? Like, did you get after your first few photos that you were comfortable with that, that once, once you kind of got into the saddle and got comfortable in the saddle, did you get a good reception from your photography? What was, what kind yeah. of got that yeah. bug to, to I mean, make you do more? I guess. I mean, I just, I just wanted to, it's just, it's because it's a very, it's a very different creative pursuit to what I was normally used to. Because obviously, as we were talking about earlier, I'm, I'm a composer. I'm used to sitting in a very dark room, looking at very confusing software, trying to make kind of quite, you know, intense, crazy pieces of music for various different people. And it was just kind of a way to get out and just sort of go and see the city and kind of, you know, instead of instead of on a Thursday night just going, I don't know, getting pissed in the pub with my friends, it's kind of a way to just go and I don't know, just, just sort of go and do something else, just sort of try and capture some cool images. And I mean, I and I started putting them up on um on my Instagram and got a, a, a really really good reception from them. I mean, a couple of a couple of sort of blogs were sharing my my bits and bobs from like quite early on. I think I mean, like on their stories and stuff like that, which kind of got 
that sort of turning and then that started growing and then I was kind of like you know I want to go and shoot more places and it just has now kind of turned into this this whole sort of thing which is which is awesome very cool and now that you're uh well versed into photography you're you you're having a great time you're exploring uh where do you see yourself going with with this is it potentially led to uh some work uh how how is uh how how do you see your future with uh photography i have absolutely no idea um <laughs> i mean i don't i don't really know i've ne- I've, I've never sort of approached this as as i said the original reason i started doing this was to sort of teach myself color grading to help with um with all the dit stuff but i've never I mean, it could end up being the same thing because you know, as as music, as music at least, because you know, when I when I started doing that, I was just some silly kid trying to make aggressive music for people in dark rooms and clubs and stuff like that. Um, and now it's sort of transitioned to a career somehow. Um, so I don't know. The same thing might happen with photography. I don't. I mean, in terms of like paid work and stuff like that, I don't really. I, I imagine I'd be capable of doing it but i don't really sort of have any kind of idea of where to go with it so to speak because i I don't i'm not sure i want to be like a fashion photographer or anything like that and i mean maybe some i'd maybe do i mean one of my friends he works at a property company and he's maybe going to start getting me to do um drone shots uh when i fix my drone um of sites and stuff like that i mean I, i don't know i'm just sort of treating it like like a hobby like a hobby at the moment because i don't know like you just creative things i'm quite wary because because i don't know if you remember earlier me saying that i um so i've started to sort of find composing quite like frustrating sometimes i, d- I don't really want the same thing to happen to photography because the minute something turns into a paycheck it it kind of changes, changes your relationship with yeah. yeah massively massively so i'm just i'm just kind of enjoying the ride at the moment and just just shooting really how uh how has the color grading been going? Do you have your own custom settings? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. 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 Tell, yeah. Tell me about that. Like what, what, what is your process when you're, uh, when you're color grading? What, what do you tend to do to your photos? Uh, what, what do you look for? It's quite, uh, my, my, my workflow is quite, uh, is quite complicated. It's based because I, I don't, I don't know about you. I mean, do you, do you use Lightroom? I do. Or you do use Lightroom. Yeah. See, I don't, I use, um, I use a piece of software called Capture One, which is not like a complete outlier in the business. I'm sure you've heard of it. And I know some yeah. guys use it. It's more of a, it's more of a thing. I think in, um, ironically in fashion photography because of the whole tethered, because the whole tethered aspect of it. But, um, I I use Capture One along with Affinity and sometimes DaVinci Resolve and also sometimes an app called 3D Luck Creator um, to basically okay. yeah because they those DaVinci and 3D Luck DaVinci is a video is a piece of video software which um, which is what I use when I'm working as a DIT and um, yeah they've got some very kind of advanced features in there which i tend to work with and basically convert stuff into i mean it's so complicated i'm sort of losing my mind talking about it now like it's kind of getting it into effectively LUTs, but then kind of transposing them into capture one through icc so like the way that i grade is 
I can't, oh man, it's, 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 it's like, it's different. It's different for every photo. Um, yeah. I definitely try and sort of give it a kind of filmy look um, or somewhat of a filmy look. And one of the, the best things I've found um, to give you that kind of look is by playing with this kind of luminance curves. And you basically, you basically kind of flatten the dynamic range of the photo. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically sort of roll the curve off of the top and then slightly bring it up the bottom. I'm doing that a lot. I'm also messing with the RGB, the RGB curves quite heavily pulling down, pulling down the kind of reds to which off the top of my head, I think makes the image a bit more green. I mean, man, honestly, my, my, my color grading workflow is really, really complicated. No, that's totally cool. And th- to be, to be fair, uh, this is the first time I've heard of anybody using DaVinci Resolve for yeah. kind of photo editing i didn't even think that was possible no well it, well this is the thing it there's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a process to it it involves um running cms test patterns so you it's it's when i kind of pull video grades that i've done and i want to kind of move it into my photo realm because i've because davinci's got some quite unique tools inside of it which you will not find in capture one and certainly not inside a lightroom um but it involves loading cms test patterns into davinci and then pulling those out and then using a converter to bounce it into an icc it's a massive clusterfuck which took me a <laughs> while to work out how to do but um i'm happy i did it because i like the way my stuff looks it it truly does add a a uniqueness that i don't think i have seen in other people's work oh well, thank uh, you that's a that's a very big compliment and it's especially evident in your your street lights the 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 neon lights uh photos uh those man i gotta say uh, great great looks and it's almost you, like it's almost like you're using uh cinestill film you oh that's again a very big compliment um no i, I mean I, I i'm a fiji film um I I mean something else actually I mentioned or didn't mention sorry is I do on every single lens I have um have a Tiffin glimmer glass one on the front of it oh, which that contributes sense. to yeah that which contributes good. to the look um and I think I, I mean I I feel like most a lot of people always go for always go for black pro mists but I don't like them they make, they make they just make everything sort of look like weird I'm I'm not a fan of them at all uh, I mean obviously that's that you said you used again so I use a Tiffin Glimmer Glass One, which is another, yeah, which is it's another diffusion filter from obviously from Tiffin, and it's I don't know, it's just got it's just got a slightly nicer look from it because I saw I saw a, a DOP on set using it, um, and he, you know, he's he's quite a sort of friendly, and I was like, oh, what's the, I really like the stuff you've you've got on your um on your on your lens, and he was like, yeah, it's this thing called a Glimmer Glass. One, I think it's something quite funny that which which some people suspect why not many people use them is they've got like this really stupid marketing quip associated with them. They've they've got like they've got like all these sort of weird kind of glimmery things like in the glass. And I think <laughs> Tiffin, um, I think Tiffin said like oh, I will give you if it will give you more your model more confidence if she can see the glimmering things in the glass and i'm just like what the fuck are you trying to do with that <laughs> like, what, what even is that so i i don't know some people suspect that's why they didn't cotton on that much because people just saw them and just thought that's fucking stupid i'm not buying one of those <laughs> but, um, but, I, but i bought but i bought five of them um and i love every one of them does that give you like because one of the things i see in your photos and in, in some of them is uh 
is kind of like an anamorphic lens look where the the light is getting stretched horizontally uh oh the lens or or was that no so uh, that that's that's a bit of an interesting thing that i i i i I think i know what you're talking about is it it's not the ones where you've got like a big blue street coming It's, it's the one where there's loads of flares yeah is that the one you're talking about yeah yeah so that's 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 a weird one um that is another filter which um annoyingly is not made anymore so if anyone is listening to this and for some reason knows about these i'm terribly sorry it's quite hard to get that look now um it's basically two it's two big curved bits of glass strapped in a you know 77 mil um filter ring that basically bend the light and make it sort of just make it do all kinds of weird kind of blurry flary things i mean i got i got it from a site here in the uk and um and I, I the the owner um the owner of the site follows me and we um and we sometimes you know go back and forth about products and stuff like that and he uh, mentioned that they're not they're not made anymore so that is it's not yeah it's it's a very weird um thing big sort very of silly awesome. yeah thank you thank you i'm glad you like it I I just don't see it anywhere. It's uh, it's such a unique look. Because um, luckily, I was I was up at four in the morning, slightly drunk, and looking for some photography gear to buy, and somehow stumbled across <laughs> that. And, and there's yeah, and, I, and yeah, I don't think they make them anymore because they're um because they're too expensive to make or something like that. I mean, they're they're really um I've actually you know because of my my bag, my photography bags next to me, so I'm looking at them right now, and they're, they're strange looking things, but. They make cool, cool images. I need to shoot more with them. Actually, I haven't, I haven't put them on for quite a while. I mean, just looking through your photos, and anybody who wants to look, uh, look at these photos while listening to this, uh, check out uh, your Instagram. It's uh, just search for Cosmo Lawson, and you should be able to find the the Instagram account that we're uh, th- that I'm looking through anyway, or. or uh, head on over to or where else could they find your photos just you know what you know what nowhere actually i i need to i need to update my website because my my i mean my website's so out of date actually it's just it's all music stuff yeah i mean i think, I think it still says i'm 23 on there and i'm like i'm, I'm, 25, <laughs> I'm 25 at the moment um so yeah it's it's just instagram really that's that's the best place to the best place to look at my work right on and I mean, it just the, your fog photos uh, are, are. Oh God, I love the fog. Dramatic. I love the fog. It's my fa- it's my favorite, my favorite time to shoot. Um, it's, li- it's literally the best weather condition. It, it's obviously it's a kind of wintry, it's a wintry thing. Um, and there wasn't actually that much of it last year. I mean, Jesus, the the lot. The only time that there was fog, it was oh, I was I was on an absolute mad one when this happened. So I've been in New York for. Um, for five days um and we've been shooting out there the weather was fucking atrocious in new york as in it was really sunny yeah which is which which i i paid to go out there to to shoot so i want i wanted like disgusting blizzards rain fog yes. snow like any anything just anything horrible that's that's what i like to shoot in and <laughs> it was really sunny but it was also minus 19 so oh, I like, yeah. I was, yeah, I was walking around just like this is this literally could not be worse. But I still, I still got some good stuff. But then I got back, and it, this was like the one time I really, really got fog um, last last year. And I, I just got back, so I'd obviously been on the plane the whole time. And I got into London, and it was and it was foggy. 
So I literally dropped my bag off after having like an eight hour flight and then she jetted out straight away and was shooting for like for like eight hours just out and around London. And I was just I, I, I but I love it. It's it's my it's my favorite, my favorite um weather condition to shoot in. So it's hilarious. My girlfriend lives there near um London Bridge and she always texts me in the morning if she sees fog being like, Fog, get out of bed, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It's uh Oh my god! Fog is it is incredible. It is it's the best. It's the elite, best, better than any lens filter. It's just adds the the perfect amount of drama. It, it plays with the light, yeah, man. and in layers, it, like you can't ask for anything better in nature. And uh, so, a funny anecdote: uh, a couple of years ago, I went. Uh, I, I always do. Uh, kind of a downtown photo shoot mm. on, on new year's day uh then how do, you do, how do you do that you're not hanging out your ass on new year's day <laughs> oh i don't drink so I'm, oh I'm, you're I'm, such I'm, an intelligent person well done no i i'm just very intolerant to uh <laughs> alcohol oh, no so fair man so fair um sorry continue i just totally no, that's okay. really interrupted you <laughs> so so i go out into like some some of the uh local downtown areas and uh i got this amazing uh photo shoot because it was just it, it was slightly warmer than usual and it, it just melted all the snow and it just created this great blanket of fog uh across the area and uh what well, sorry in new york no 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 uh north of boston so i i'm uh, north of boston right, right. Yeah, so I, I, I i'm right along the boston water. Yeah, yeah, no, no, got you. I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it's just the best. It's the best. I love photos. and got amazing photos. And then a year later, you must send me. You must send me some of them. I'd love to see them. Oh, definitely. I, I was, I'll after we stop recording, I'll send you some. Damn, um, wicked. And, and then shortly, like like a year later, I, I I did the same route again. I went to the same uh, same little town, uh, and everything looked exactly the same, except no fog. And mm-hmm. it was the most boring mm-hmm. rerun I had ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, no, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> no good. No good, man. It's just, yeah, it it just, it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. Especially in cities, like in cities, it just looks mad. Like, literally, yeah. it looks mad. Do you, um, do you try any of the film simulations? Uh, with, with color grading being such a big part of your work, I was curious to see if, uh, if you've taken any kind of, liking to Fujifilm's uh different options for film sims so good question i i actually i don't normally however i was just um i was just in berlin shooting with a friend and um i sort of obviously you know you can color grade photos inside the camera and i started looking at some of the sims because I, I i strictly shoot raw because of my because yeah. you know my whole mental post-production workflow that i told you about earlier but totally. um I was kind of looking and grading inside the camera. You, you get some really, really nice looks in camera. Like, really, oh, yeah. really nice. Um, I mean, I was looking. I loved the um, nostalgic negatives. Gorgeous. Um, classic Chrome is also a wicked one. A Turner Bleach Bypass. There's, there's so many of them. Just look really, really nice. I But I still, I, I don't think I will divert from the way that I work because... I just I I just I like the kind of safety of raw because a lot sometimes yep. like you know if I'm out shooting from the day and 
sometimes I'll be doing like reflex shots. Like if I'm trying to catch a bird flying somewhere and sometimes like I might be overexposing it or underexposing it. it just gives you shooting raw, gives you that latitude to just rescue it in post. And that's why I always tell people to shoot raw because you can literally give, you know, your photos such a big facelift in yeah. post and have them still look, you know, literally retain all of their kind of, you know, just the rules, they just retain so much information. You just have so much latitude for change. It's just, I think it's the best way to shoot, but digressing on from what you originally asked the fuji film sims are amazing and um i think my girlfriend because i got my girlfriend a camera uh, i got her an xe2 for um for christmas last year and i think she's on a film sim that we made together so yeah no i, I recommend them for sure they're amazing but it's not my personal workflow i would love to see fujifilm try to mimic your your light that you use for 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 your filming um your your style of color grading is is just amazing and if that's something that they would be able to capture in camera holy crap sales would be through the roof uh, well if anyone from fiji films listening to this i'd love to help <laughs> send, send, me some, <laughs> send me some free gear in return <laughs> right it is i mean because it it really has this great cinematic look and, and i was wondering with film being uh not film uh like like uh commercials and, and movies and things like that being uh such a big influence and you using already some of the tools for that do you see yourself doing any kind of video work yeah that's an interesting question i am um, i mean ironically i was uh just mentioned i was in berlin i was actually doing video work out there i was shooting a music video for a mate i mean it was a very kind of shotgun gorilla kind of affair um i mean jesus we ended up we ended up um doing a kind of i mean tracking vehicle shots so to speak in inverted commas where i was basically and they, they had these like wheelbarrow bikes in germany and so i was getting driven around by the you know my, my mate who's just releasing um he's releasing an album soon which i'm shooting the promo for and i was sort of in the front filming him like we almost like crashed the bike twice yeah it's it's it, like it was a kind of it was a glorious glorious shit show um but loads of amazing amazing footage now i'm very looking forward to seeing how it turns out and i did i did quite enjoy doing that but um just looking at the kind of stresses obviously as i've said i i'm involved in the film industry i you know i've i've worked with some incredibly good dps you know guys who, who sort of won oscars and stuff like that you know like mega fucking dudes and it's just it looks like a really just quite stressful kind of affair yeah um it's a very kind of intense process uh that is sometimes a bit just a bit kind of confusing i don't know like it it's something that does appeal to me, but it's also something that I'm wary of. Um, yep. So I have considered it, but I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I'm not totally sure. I mean, I, but fortunately, I, I'm, I, I've got some good, some good contacts in the camera department, in the various kind of camera departments around, so I can kind of have a word with them and see and see. Maybe, maybe I'll try it. I don't know. I would be really curious to see what you would come up with because, and I think, man. It, it, I mean, just seeing your style of photography, I think seeing your own kind of, uh, you know, movie, short film, anything like that would be incredible. I think you would be really good with fashion. Uh, the the locations sure, that you do that, 
Thanks for some great backgrounds. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I totally get your your reaction to it, but like your shot of that doorman uh, w- w- with the neon lights behind them. I mean, that could easily be a, a model standing there and, and oh, just you. taking in the sights. Yeah, I mean, I just well that, again, thank you for so so complimentary. I love it. Um, not a lovely ego boost. <laughs> um, yeah, I d- I don't know, man. I just I know I know a couple of people who work in fashion, you know, behind the camera and in front of the camera. Um, and oh, it just sounds like such a toxic world, man. It just, it sounds really just like I don't know, just kind of horrid actually but that's that's more coming from people i've i've had interactions with who you know who, who are models and stuff like that um and it just sounds it just sounds like a horrible business and it's also very kind of cliquey i do although that's that being said i do have a, a, very, a very good friend of mine he's a, he's a massive fashion videographer um down around your neck of the woods in um in the states and he seems to enjoy it but i think he's not I'm I'm a bit of a different character to him, and like I don't know, man. I, again, it's just I'm quite sort of I'm 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 very good at kind of downplaying things before I've even tried them. It's probably one of my one of my worst traits. Um, so maybe I'll look at it. Maybe I'll try something. I mean, a lot of, as I said, a lot of my friends are look, uh, who are in front of the camera. They, you know, a couple of them have been asking me and stuff like that, which is cool. So who knows? Who knows? Again, it's just sort of one of those things I flirted with the idea of, but I'm just not totally sure about it. I think, I think I maybe just need to shut up and just try it. (laughs) Maybe that might be the way to do it. I mean, it doesn't hurt to just find a model that's willing to, you know, just do it, you know, on the cheap or something like that. Oh no, well I'd I'd get them for free because I'm friends with um, friends. Yeah. Get it for free. Exactly. Exactly. Just take, take them, take them for for a cocktail or drink afterwards. There you go. And yeah, um, I I think, yeah, I mean, all you need to do is try it once. And I think you'll get that bug bug bite again, uh, like photography did for you. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's just, I just, I almost, I like, I like just sort of, I like just sort of hanging out and not having to direct people. Yeah. like, I don't know why I just I I find I I don't like bossing people around when um I mean I know that I I mean I was I was actually I say that I was being so bossy when I was shooting the um <laughs> the thing the thing in Berlin recently but I just kind of get a bit like oh like I I just the thing with street photography is you just you're kind of you're just capturing things that are just happening yep um there's no kind of direction it's all just it all just kind of happens yes and it's just very simple there's no kind of there's no effort with lighting well actually there is an effort in lighting because i'm trying to find kind of spots actually if anything you know what there's even more effort with lighting because you're trying to find spots on the street and you can't obviously i'm not carrying a a you know panavision van around with me to light up (laughs) (laughs) to light stuff up um so it's yeah i don't know man. yeah maybe maybe perhaps i just try it right on Uh, and so where where do you see yourself going with your photography? Uh, what what would you like to photograph next, or or where would you like to go next? Uh, what what do you see for for your future? Well, I mean, I think we spoke. I think we might have spoken about this earlier. And I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I mean, with regards to locations, um, I. 
I'm probably not going to shoot that much in the in the coming in the coming weeks um, because I'm moving house and also it's still kind of the weather's just weird at the moment and also I mean I shot yeah. so much stuff in, I shot so much stuff in Berlin I mean I've 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 got I can I can literally be uploading a photo every day for like the, the next kind of four or five months and then it'll be fine but um so I'm probably gonna have a little bit of a breather get into my new house keep going with the music but then I'm going to Shanghai in December and then I'm also going to oops, excuse me um I'm going to Paris with my girlfriend as well so that will be I mean Sh- Shanghai is going to be mad um real real fucking mad um in more ways than one because there's no <laughs> there's no there's no google there there's there's like there's no google maps there's no there's no uber there's no dropbox doesn't work nothing 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 westernized in terms Pretty of technology work and batteries uh, yeah part yeah uh, uh, unfor- yeah fortunately or anything anything obviously that's that's wired it will be fine but i uh, most stuff that's wireless that we're used to, you know, me and you be used to being able to use that doesn't work out there. Yep. Um, so I don't really know how I'm going to plan where I'm going to shoot. I'm probably just going to walk around get horribly lost uh, and hopefully get some good shit. There you go. That's, that's a spirit. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Just have a, have a beer and walk around and see what I can find. You know what? That's half the bell right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Drink will uh, put you in good spirits. Yeah, man, precisely. Although I'm not 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 do too much of it, considering I'm in a completely alien city that I have no idea where anything is. I have to keep an eye on that one. Do you currently do you have any kind of way to sell your photos? Like, are you doing any kind of print sales or anything like that? No, not really. I, I probably should actually. Um, I actually no. But that that being said, I have I have sold. I have done some. I've done some commission stuff for um mainly just friends and friends of family and stuff like that. But yeah. I might set. I might set a dark room up. Um, honestly, yeah. There's so much stuff I need to do. I'm just sort of too, too absorbed in going out and shooting. I'm absolutely useless on the business side of things. <laughs> um, I also, well, also it's still early. Mind. I mean, it's, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Clear. Yeah. Uh, I mean. God, sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I'm. I'm just excited to see see you at the uh, the ground level. Just seeing you where where you're going to point to, and then just rocket towards that. I th- th- this is really cool. I, I get to witness an origin story. I don't get to usually do that very often. Really, I'm surprised. Well, well, well glad you glad you found me then. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's very much in in the in the early stages. I sort of. So you know where where anything's going with it. Um, I'm just sort of just sort of shooting and having a laugh with it, and not kind of overthinking it too too much. Um, yeah, man, that's awesome. Well, Cosmo, it was great having you on the show. Uh, when you take that trip to Shanghai, you got to come back and share your experience. And Dude, I will for sure. I will for sure, man. Definitely would love to have you back for part two. And yeah, hundred percent, man. I love that. In the meantime, why do you tell the world where they can find you on the web? One more time. Uh, well, you can find me. You can find me on Instagram. Um, that's actually probably the best place to get me because I still got my website on it. Um, Instagram, it's literally just Cosmo Lawson, um, straight up. And then that's also got my website on it, where you can listen to my music and see some adverts that I've worked on. Um, so yeah, just just get get at me on Instagram, Cosmo Lawson. Incredible, and everybody, you got to check out his work, his street photography. It, it, once you see it, you'll you'll get what I'm talking about. That that instant cinema feel to it. 
everybody's going to love it. And, and, and I, I can't wait to see what else you come up with. Thank you, man. I appreciate the love. It's really, really much appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice... That's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.